the woods, do not go to grandma's house. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> Even though it's Thanksgiving, just stay home. Bye, everybody. It's us. <laughs> it's, your, it's your very helpful podcast, Northern Frights. It's Anna. And Alyssa. And we're the podcast, Northern Frights. What do we talk about, Alyssa? Oh, oh. stuff, you know? No, oh. um, true crime and paranormal yeah. in the Midwest. In the Midwest, yeah. If it's creepy, if it's spooky, if it's murdery, if it's stabby, we'll talk about it. <laughs> talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. How's it going, everybody? It's Thanksgiving week. We hope that you're going to plan for a safe and delicious Thanksgiving this year. Because mm-hmm. then next year, hopefully, maybe we'll be able to have like a super exciting Thanksgiving instead. Where everybody gets together and just like, just hunts down a bunch of turkeys in the wild and then they all just just fry them up and eat them that's, and then we all that's probably what it feels like to outsiders what we do yeah can you imagine <laughs> just like like oh what is your favorite tradition in america oh we like to kill all of our turkeys and Call eat a bunch herbs. of side, uh, sides and be on our giving thanks all day too all day don't forget dessert oh Pumpkin pie, apple pie, pecan pie. My mom's always like, don't call it pecan, it's pecan. And I'm like, pecan. <laughs> I don't say the word enough to for sure have, have a, like a preference. Have a preference of that Because <laughs> I, I, I see myself saying pecan, mm-hmm. but then pecan. Pecan. I mean, I feel like in Minnesota, you know, we always have that kind of like eh mm-hmm. for our A's. Mm-hmm. So we always say pecan. Well, I say pecan. It's a very hot topic in our household. <laughs> And fighting words? Yeah, it's fighting words. <laughs> oh, there's some steam that's like rising up from this thing outside of our window here, and I was like, there's a fire! Oh. Just a seance. Just a seance. We're having a seance. <laughs> All the turkeys are coming now. <laughs> Guess what? What? It's our 40th episode today. Yay! Woo-hoo. If you've been listening to us for 40 episodes, congratulations. <laughs> You're probably as insane as we are. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Uh, I have a fun Thanksgiving fact. Good. I mean, it's not really fun, but I saw it on the interwebs yesterday. Uh, raccoons were once uh, eaten during like Thanksgiving feasts. Mm. It was considered a, a. It was often eaten by people. Like they, a delicacy. Not really a delicacy, more or the like main a, course. The, like main course type thing, because you know, like if you were living. In the pioneer times, mm-hmm. um, and you're you're out in the wilderness, and you don't really see a whole lot around except for like <laughs> squirrels and raccoons. You're like, oh, a delicious raccoon for Thanksgiving. Yum yum. <laughs> yum me. Yum. Oh, but Calvin Coolidge was given a raccoon uh, one Thanksgiving, and he refused to eat it. Thank you. Thank you. We really like raccoons in this podcast household. Yeah. Speaking of um, raccoons, I saw one <laughs> that did tricks for treats. Tricks for treats. Oh my god, what did he do? Um, he sort of like clapped. Adorable. <laughs> and then rolled on his back and stayed there and was like an octopus or a like possum. A oh, possum. Okay. Or kicking his feet up. Uh-huh. And then it was too adorable. I had to stop watching. You know, I kind of do those same tricks myself <laughs> when I just like fall down. Or when I'm like you hungry, clap. and when I'm hungry, I'm like, yum, yum. <laughs> Give me food. Give me food, yum, 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 yum. Nobody ever gives me treats for it. Mm-hmm. So 
so it just goes to show you gotta be cute and cuddly and small mm-hmm. in order to get treats. Yes. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is a scam. <laughs> <laughs> just get reincarnated as a small animal. Small animal? Why do I gotta worry about predators? Yeah, but you'll be in a loving home. So don't be a raccoon. Well, that's what I would be hope. a cat. A puppy dog. Be a super cute cat. So for like knowing me, I wind up being like this like scraggly, weird, <laughs> creature. <laughs> or I come back as snake ick. Ew. Ick. No, it would have to be specific. <laughs> um, excuse me, reincarnation people. I prefer to come back as a small, furry, fuzzy that's animal. Loved. That's well loved in a home. They'll be like, mm, we're gonna make you, uh, uh, um. Those spots are taken. Those spots are taken. <laughs> You're gonna be a scaly we, snake. We, we currently have space for snakes. No! I'll just be here then. Limbo. It's rough. I always, I'm always just kind of like, well, I'm going to hell anyway, so I might as well accept it. You, sweet Anna, are going to hell. I mean, there's, there's a lot of dark thoughts that are stored up in here. Sure. Understand. <laughs> I mean, look at the podcast. Look at this podcast. <laughs> That's just one activity in one our of life. One of my favorite activities is learning about people dying. <laughs> well, to flip it a little, may I? You may. Would you like some move on stats? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are from October. Uh-huh. And worldwide, we had 404 sightings. Ooh. The bulk of them were in Mi- I always say that. I always say Minnesota. Mm. Bulk were in the U.S. Mm-hmm. At, uh, with a number of 340. Mm. Second place, Canada with 34. So look at that drop. That drop. They're like, you know, it's probably just an airplane up there, but like down here, we're like, it's got to be an alien. It's obviously alien. Crazy. And then in third place, we had the United Kingdom with 19. Mm. Within the U.S., we had eight in Minnesota. Mm. 10 in Michigan, 9 in Missouri, and 8 in Wisconsin. The most common shape was a circle, and we saw 80 of those circle shapes. And we had 37 sightings that were within 100 feet. That's pretty close. Super close. And then, favorite stat, we had six entities. (gasps) Did you get any information on what they looked like? Not yet. Okay. But it did promote, because it's that email digest thing that anybody can sign up for. It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, hey, make sure you check out our archives. And guess who, who can do that now? You can. I can. Yeah. So we'll be looking for that. Yes. <laughs> Entities are my favorite. Entities. Gonna be more lizard, Draco lizard queens or whatever. Draco reptilian. Draco reptilians. <laughs> that was truly. Wasn't it great? The best. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, you gotta tune in because it was really good. I was. What I wanted to bring up again, which I did bring up in the episode, was we love UFO related things. Yes. And yes. still, we found ourselves giggling. Oh yeah. Like lunatics. Yeah. While hearing a description that someone gave so i just found that was very interesting (laughs) between the two of us going we love this it's something we really enjoy but for some reason it makes us giggle so much it's always so bonkers because it's like the most wild end of the spectrum of like what you could think an entity would look like yes it's never like and then i saw um just a couple of regular 
guys with green skin, <laughs> with kind of weird looking eyes, just walking around. No, it's always just lying. And then he had a cape. His dad's name was Skull Crusher. <laughs> Skull Crusher. <laughs> and um, my favorite part was definitely the reptilian. No, Draco, Draco. reptilian, whatever. Mm -hmm. I also liked the descriptor of greys. Grace. Like, I need the jargon of UFO world. Yeah. Like, we're, we're only scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. I need to learn all these adjectives mm -hmm. so and we can speak about so this. Really, so we can speak fluent alien fluent. speak. Yes, yes, right? We do. So we'll yes. be, hopefully we can sprinkle that in as we continue on. Yeah. Speaking of aliens, mm -hmm. I had a little another kind of update type thing. What's up? So there's also an article. There. I don't know if you've seen it or if other people have seen it, but mm -hmm. apparently there was found... A random monolith in the Utah desert. A what? Monolith. Oh, okay. It basically looks like a tall, rectangular, silver bar. Is kind of the only way I can Weird. describe it. Okay. But they, they uh, there are some, I don't know if they're like, like here in Minnesota we have the DNR. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know if that's everywhere as well, but we're just going to carry on. Department of Natural Resources. Yeah. So something like that. They were flying through the, this like area in the desert trying to find bighorn sheep mm -hmm. and while they're going through the guy that was like in the helicopter with the pilot was like oh my god go back go back go back and they go back and they find this like weird monolith just mm -hmm. in the desert kind of in this like rocky area okay. and it's like firmly planted into the ground and nobody knows where it came from just random huh yeah oh yeah what yeah if you look it up it's real weird looking it's very 2001 space odyssey is how a lot of people have described it so what people the are like, 80s you're like aliens some people are like no it's probably like an art installation somebody put it but it's in a really kind of weird spot in the desert like you would have to like drag this thing over like a rocky terrain yeah to get it in there it so. looks like a very tall thin door like mm -hmm. um tall mm -hmm. wise and then instead of like approximately three feet wide it looks like it's two like two maybe very tall yeah like, let's say eight feet yeah it's made out of like it looks like silver yeah it looks metalish. yeah wow thank you i'm gonna yeah. look at this yeah i found it on cbs news but i just mm -hmm. typed monolith and it auto it's like completed. it's kind of like a hot topic right now oh like and it looks triangle shaped does it look from the from the top just on this video i right, obviously we need to this is wild here we go here does i show you like monolith? oh yeah it does look kind of triangle shaped on top yeah huh interesting Weird. that would even be more difficult because it's not just a slab of stuff it's like a yeah Cool, look that up. It's at my, not mildly, it's at least interesting. Mm -hmm. The Hades is that. Mm -hmm. Alright, so that's all I got for the fun facts. Fun facts and news. Well, I think we're at our favorite part where we do paper, rock, scissors. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alright, ready? I crushed you. You crushed me. You go first. Which is fair since last week I started us off with the saddest story ever. I wouldn't say mine's saddest story ever, but you have a lighter topic, right? Yeah. So that's a great way to go into the Thanksgiving Perfect. scene. Perfect. Okay. My uh, resources are Minnesota CBS Local mm -hmm. web uh, web page, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, HennepinAttorney.org, mm -hmm. LawnCrime.com, 
another Minnesota CBS local article and a final one of the same website. Okay. All right. Oh, All right. So, during, quote, inmate health and wellness checks, unquote, Joshua Fury was found unresponsive. Medical professionals began CPR, but they were unsuccessful at reviving Joshua. Joshua had committed suicide by hanging and was found in his cell in Hennepin County Jail. What led to this turn of events for Joshua Fury? We'll have to rewind back to the events that happened in 20, or April 2020 in Maple Grove, Minnesota. <clears throat> At around 6 p.m. on April 30th, Joshua placed a call to police stating that his wife was missing. Joshua stated that he had left the house that day around 11 a.m. to go to work, and as he was leaving, Maria was talking on the phone to her mother and planning to take a walk that day. Joshua returned home at about 4.30 or 5, and Maria was not there, and her phone was sitting on the counter. Joshua states that he biked along Maria's normal walking route to try and find Maria, but he was unsuccessful and returned home. Maria still wasn't home, so Joshua called the police. Police searched for two hours that day, which um, the search included a helicopter. Joshua, at the time, allowed police to do a sweep of his house, and police didn't find anything suspicious or out of place, and Joshua appeared to be genuinely concerned. Joshua submitted an official missing persons report, and an alert went out. So that's April 30. Yes, April 30. <clears throat> the following day, on May 1st, police conducted a large-scale search for Marita, Maria, canvassing the neighborhood and the surrounding area, which included search of the lakes and woods. After speaking with family and friends, police learned that there were... What do you think? Is it it an affair? Marital problems. Oh, okay. Close enough. Close enough. Some family and or friends, it wasn't specified which category of associations... Mm -hmm. Um, Some family or friends uh, described Joshua as controlling and possessive. Mm. Police learned that Maria told her mom that she intended intended to leave Joshua. With this new information, a search warrant was executed, and there was a search done on the couple's home, and it included the help of canine units. While in the house, the canines alerted to a crawl space located in the lower level of the house. This crawl space was about four feet tall with a dirt floor with plastic covering part of the floor. Police obtained a second search warrant and were now allowed to dig in the crawl space. Police discover... Was it Maria? A body. And they took hours to exhume it. They took oh shifts for, like, digging. Yeah. In preliminary reports, the cause of death was asphyxiation from a plastic bag over the head and nose. Mm-hmm. The plastic bag was still in place when Maria's body was found. Mm. <clears throat> Joshua was arrested and gave police several statements and had denied hurting Maria. <laughs> Josh tried, or Joshua tried to, play in, tried to blame an ex-boyfriend. Mm. After being read his Miranda rights, 
Joshua admitted to killing Maria and burying her body on April 30. So here's the chain of events that led to where we are. Joshua admitted that he and Maria had been arguing about Maria leaving Joshua. And Joshua went after her and started strangling her. He placed both hands around her neck and squeezed until he felt a snap. Oh, God. He said that Maria was still, quote, death breathing. So Joshua secured a plastic bag over her head and nose until she stopped death breathing. Joshua then wrapped Maria's arms in duct tape and carried her to the crawl space, dug a hole, and placed her body in the hole. He filled the hole up and covered and placed a plastic um, sheet or whatever over the area. He then cleaned up the area and himself and then went to work. Joshua stated he suffers from depression and attempted suicide after killing Maria. Mm -hmm. And he estimated that the killing and the cover-up in total took around two and a half hours. Joshua was arrested and booked into Hennepin County Jail on May 2nd. And then we fast forward a little bit on July 14th. Joshua pleads guilty to second-degree intentional murder. The Hennepin County attorney and Joshua's attorney agreed to 38 years in prison. And like I said at the beginning, Joshua was found unresponsive during an inmate health and wellness check Mm -hmm. and had committed suicide. And he, um, his official sentencing was going to be six days after he had committed suicide. So... As you can most likely guess, he couldn't mm. see himself spending 40-ish years in prison. prison. No. That's sad. No. <laughs> What's death breathing? Have you heard of this or something similar? I haven't, but the only thing I can think of is, like, you know when somebody's brain dead? Like, their body's still alive. Still alive, and, I, Oh god. I think. Yeah, I can see that makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is really a dark... But, like, when my dad died, I was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, you knew he wasn't there anymore, but, like, everything else was, like, shutting down. You know, that does make sense because I was with my grandpa when he passed, too. Mm-hmm. And we felt as a whole who were there, mm-hmm. like, him leave. Yeah. But he was still physically yep. there and then sort of passed after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I've just never heard it maybe explicitly yeah, called that. Yeah, usually I think most people would just be, like, they're brain dead. Okay. You know, like, yep. they would say something like that rather than be like, death breathing. <laughs> death breathing. <laughs> I meant to Google it and it slipped my mind, but yeah. I was like, what we, the Hades is you know, that? You know who we should ask? Well, let's ask Siri. Hey Siri, what is death breathing? Breathing depth, breathing rhythm, and chest movement. You know what, Siri? You Do you know, okay, we, Siri sort of sucked before. It's worse now. I hate oh. this. I'd rather have Siri talk to me. Yeah. I'm asking Siri. you a question. Yeah. Answer me. <laughs> Why are you talking to me, Siri? <laughs> no, but I do. I don't like the new update for no. that. So no. Sorry, don't. No, did you do a good job, Siri? No. No. I want an answer, first of all. You're hilarious when you answer. Yeah, I wanted to hear what random thing that you say to me. <laughs> Although, usually it's because I yell at it enough that it's probably like, you know what? I'm not going to talk to I'm you. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> You can look up things on your own. So isn't it interesting how quickly that turned around? That's like, a, he's like, she's missing. I did all this stuff. Yeah. But really, in, like, two days, he confessed really he confessed quickly. It, yeah. 
Because, like, how long did it take for Chris Watts to confess that he was killed? Was his, like, a week? I can't remember how long it took. It was longer than two oh, days. Oh, yeah. Or, it, technically, Joshua's would have been a day. Because yeah. by the time he reported it was at least May 1st and then mm-hmm. by May 2nd. Yeah. Or it could have just been, like, the cops knew. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like follow. Yeah, follow the thing in case she really truly is missing. Mm -hmm. But interesting, the uh, the dogs had gone through their. Oh no no! They had done a sweep prior. The police did and didn't notice anything. So he did a good cleanup job. Yeah. And I'm curious if on that day he went to work on May first. I think it would have been. He it went to work in at eleven. He had said initially. So I wonder. Mm-hmm. If he really was late to work and mm-hmm. all the shenanigans and what he looked like when he went to work. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking just like for cleaning up, like if he strangled her, there's probably not, not a much. whole lot to clean up. Maybe just straighten up. Yeah. And there would probably be at most maybe dust from whatever the heck that crawl space was. If it's just the dirt, dirt, he yeah. might have dust around. Yeah. And then just take a quick shower and you're mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. Sick. Thanks for that wonderful story. You're welcome. That's really nice. I do kind of remember hearing about it in the news, but I, you know, don't really listen. Yeah. To stuff where I don't. I'm like, oh. <laughs> news, who needs it? <laughs> Everything's terrible anyway. Well, let's be real. We got all of our news from Linda, and she's no longer here. Yeah, that's true. Was, I don't know if you heard me at my desk. I was playing Christmas music. I did hear And that. I was like, I was like saying, I was like, I can't play Christmas music without getting yelled at by Linda. <laughs> I was wondering what it was. It sounded like animals, because, you know, I, I can't hear much with that stupid oh, sure. note thing. With the fan over like, What is she listening I to? I like to listen to farm animal noises. <laughs> ba! Ma! The cow goes moo. The sheep goes ba. The horse goes yay. <laughs> In some ways, too, I wouldn't be surprised. Sometimes you, not you, specific. Our group in general. Mm-hmm. We're just silly gooses. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, we like to listen to farm animals. <laughs> no, we're just silly. Uh, yeah. Like, what if it was in that language you're trying to learn? Like, what do they oh, say? Oh, that's true. I was listening, uh, doing some Norwegian last night, and I was learning about animals. But a lot of it was kind of like, like, the moose is an animal. How do you say it? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 an elk, er, and deer. That rolls off your tongue. So good at it. <laughs> it's just like being with German. I'm like, in my head I say it really good, yeah. but then when it comes out, I'm like, ooh, that's rough. Ooh. <laughs> if I went there and they, I spoke to them, they'd be like, mm-mm, mm. you gotta turn around and go back. <laughs> Bye. Duel. 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 I, I feel like I can read pretty well. Mm-hmm. In like another language, but like speaking it, it's just my brain's just like, I don't, I don't want to speak. Mm-hmm. I can barely speak English. Why are you making me speak another language out loud? Okay, now it's time for me. All it's right. time for me now. It's time for you to shine, Anna. Me. Shine. So since last week, I did like the saddest story I possibly could have. <laughs> you went the you other extreme. <laughs> I was like, I gotta find something that's like fun and funny. Okay. So I was Googling through the interwebs, okay. and I found this website called Lumberwoods Unnatural History Museum, Oh. and on there is a book called 
Fearsome Critters <laughs> by Henry H. Tyron. Fearsome Critters. It's all about fearsome critters that people would spot in like the woods, like at like logging camps and stuff. So I'm gonna read you about or I'm gonna read you some some knowledge about some fearsome critters okay. from the North Woods. I like it. Alright. First up. The Axe Handle Hound. Ooh, I like the name. Mm-hmm. Based out of Minnesota and Wisconsin, it was found on the Little Fork River near Voyagers National Park in the town of Linden Grove. Mm. It looks like a dog that has an axe-shaped head, a handle-like body, and a tail on short, stubby legs. So think of a dachshund mated with an axe. <laughs> it subsists on a diet of... You ready? Yeah. yeah. Unattended axe handles. <laughs> it's been known to eat two boxes of DB handles. Oh, dang. 16 six-foot PV stocks in one night. Which I, which I wrote next to it. Bruh, I don't know. <laughs> Bruh, come Bruh. on. This creature is nocturnal and searches campsites by night to find its next meal. Absolutely. Would. A canoe mm-hmm. access campground in Minnesota is even named after this creature. Who knew? That's, that's the X-Handle Hound. Okay. Next up is the Hoogag, not to be confused with the Hodag. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hodag. They're two different things. Yep. Well, how do you spell this one? H-U-G-A-G. H-U-G-A-G. Yes. Hoogag. Hoogag. Found around, found around, found around northern Minnesota and western Wisconsin. It's the biggest animal in the northern forest. Mm-hmm. When fully grown, it stands... 13 feet tall <laughs> yep. and is quote 60 hundred weight which is roughly 6,720 pounds in real people terms are you kidding me that's what they said i don't know okay it has a warty snout floppy coarse ears like a gunny sack and a bald head uh-huh however instead of hair which i assume on the body he wears needles. <laughs> pine needle outfits. The, the hue gag has a diet of pine knots which causes the pitch to ooze from its pores. Gross. Can you imagine that? Skincare routine? <laughs> Give me the shivers. It doesn't have any joints so it can't lie down. In order to nap it has to spread out its legs and lean against a tree which <laughs> must be super hard as a giant. <laughs> It's not dangerous, but it will knock over buildings that it leans against. Well, not what? It's not dangerous, but when it, like, leans leans up against stuff, it can, like, knock over a building. Oh, yeah, because it's 6,000 pounds. Yeah, you know? 13 feet tall. That's a hefty. That's a big boy. That's a big boy. That's a chunky boy. (laughs) 6,000. So they do say to make sure that you clear out your, uh, your logging camp. Yes. When you're done, so that it doesn't get destroyed by the gag. Mm. One was supposedly killed by Turtle River in Minnesota. Oh, near? Okay. Yeah. I thought you said by the river. I'm like... Well, it says one was supposedly killed by Turtle River in Minnesota. No, not like... The river didn't kill it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. My brain hurt first, and I'm like, how did the river kill it? The river water just came up and said, I'm going to choke you. Where's man. Turtle River? Um, It's in northern Minnesota. I did look it up last night. I mean, no, I don't need the weather. Jeez, Siri. That was actually me. Oh. Turtle. Turtle, turtle. I love turtles. Turtle. <laughs> I like turtles. 
So it's up near Naples. Uh, it's up by Bemidji. Okay. Which for those of you who don't know <laughs> what that is, it's a town that's about three to four hours north of Minnesota, Minneapolis in like the central northern region. So. Yes. Um, Bemidji. 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 Wasn't that where from Fargo? Didn't, wasn't Bermidji Bermid, in it? I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, carrying on. Who gig? Who gig? 6,000 pound, 13 feet, feet tall, tall creature. Who gig? Okay. <laughs> now we've got the Gumbergoo. Gumbergoo. Gumbergoo, I should say. Gumbergoo. Okay. Okay. Honestly, I don't know if this is actually in the Midwest, but it's a doozy, so here we go. Here we go. An uncommon but well-known and authenticated animal. Mm. It was often met by Paul Bunyan in the, quote, upside-down country. What the heck is that, you ask? From the ramblings of the internets, I gather that it's the plains where Paul Bunyan would cut down trees and then flip the states upside-down so that their flat sides would show. I have no idea what you just said, but I know. I'm going to roll with it. Yep. <laughs> the gumbaroo is described as being pot-bellied, like a bunkhouse stove. Yes. And covered in a very shiny, tight, and taut black skin. It has powerful monkey-like forearms, a tiny head, and no neck. <laughs> it has not two, but three bowed legs, each with a clawed foot clutching an iron ball. No. Here's how it moves around. This is a direct quote from Henry Tyron. Thank you. Uh, there's no speed in these rear legs, but they're handy for wading dumps. For real travel, he's got eight pairs of strong, springy legs set around his middle. He's plenty rapid on these. He'll go to a hilltop by swinging from branch to branch with his four legs, then toss himself out on a rod or, out a rod or two, landing sideways on the middle legs and rolling over and over down the hill. Moving faster than the eye can see. Mm-hmm. Henry. Okay. That's why he's so rarely observed. The hides from the middle legs used to make fine water used to make fine waterproof boots. But they're pretty scarce now. Yeah. I'm assuming he means the actual animal and not the legs. <laughs> it was found typically in burnt lands. It's pretty much bulletproof. However, heat makes it swell up and explode. Not helpful. S.W. Allen, who he is, mm, uh, photographed one once, but the negative apparently exploded. Of course it did. Of course it did. Alright, so that's the Gumbaroo. Can we just Google that? Yes. I need to know more. I need to know more. Gumbaroo. I need to know everything. <laughs> These legs sound wild. Mm-hmm. Gumbaroo is a mythical creature in American lumberjack culture. Mm-hmm. So let's do a uh, image. Mm-hmm. The one I looked it up, it looked like a weird turtle with a monkey, basically. Turtle? I see more of a hippo. Okay, close enough. <laughs> Turtles, hippos, same, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at least I got a general idea. Okay. All right. Next up, the sliver cat. Found in the northern pines, the sliver cat is a big animal sizing up to be about 300 pounds. On the ground, it's mostly harmless, but in the trees, it's pretty dangerous. In the trees! It has tasseled ears and slitty red eyes. It also has an 11-foot-long tail that is a hard ball on the end of it. 
one side is smooth while the other has barbs. <laughs> During mating season, it's... Lemon th- foot long tail, come on. <laughs> hey. You gooses. Hey. 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 These are real creatures studied uh, by loggers, okay? Tasseled give ears him, and all. Give them, a, give them some respect. I will. I will. Okay. I'll find my center. One side is smooth, while the other has barbs. Yeah. During mating season, it thumps its chest with its tail, being careful to use a smooth side. Can you imagine if it used the other side? No, it said to. <laughs> Did it say that? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that'd be amazing. Uh, the main function of its tail is to hide up in trees, and then when a passerby comes underneath, it gently thumps the head of the passerby with the smooth side of the tail. Then it slaps its prey with the bird side of the tail into their hide and draws them up into its roost to then consume them. <laughs> Dang! They can hide high up in trees then. Yeah. I wrote, I don't make the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, you're walking through the forest, you're beep-bopping along, oh, you feel something on the top of your head, you're like, oh, what's that? All of a sudden birthing is stuck into your back you get lifted <laughs> off the ground and then you get eaten by a silver cat mm-hmm. rough well known that's not a fun hike walk in the woods hence again why i don't go into the woods don't go into the woods don't all right last critter <laughs> is the hide behind and if um i realized that we never released the first episode we ever did oh we didn't where i actually covered the hide behinds and wendigos. Yeah, I was like, this is familiar. So to me. we we do need to release that episode because I do like that one okay. primarily because I remember that I told you about that dream that I had with James Franco. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that our first episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, we I'll explain about the hide behind and then I'll kind of give a recap of that dream for everybody. All right. Okay. So, um, tall and slender, it hides behind trees. Or other tall object, objects, hence its name. And it leaps out at its prey with lightning speed, making it hard for it to be seen. It has sharp, grizzly-like claws and uses them to rip out the intestines of its victims. Its pelt is described as long, thick, and black. It can go seven years without eating. It hunted primarily in logging camps in the north woods of Minnesota and Wisconsin. And it has a strong aversion to the smell of alcohol. <laughs> which I said from that first episode might just be an excuse for the loggers to get drunk. Yes. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aversion to alcohol. Yep. So that that is the hide behind. Seven years without eating? It's kind of like it. I can't even go with, like, a, I don't know, like a two few hours. hours. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm I'm ravenous. I mean, if you're just eating intestines of people, I suppose, like, after a while, they're just like, you know what, I'm good for a while. Oh. Go take a nap and just hide behind some trees. And not be by alcohol. Not be by alcohol. Uh, but that dream that I had with James Franco basically turned into a... <laughs> There's a serial killer that was in our dorm. And I found out that it was a kid from like high school. And I, he was just like... He befriended one of my friends. And they were like, do you want to go to the mall with us? And I was like, okay, but just know that I hate you. <laughs> you the guy. And then we went to the mall... And all of a sudden, the killer turned into James Franco. <laughs> and he got very confused. I got, and I kept trying to tell my mom that it was James Franco that was a killer. And she wouldn't listen to me, which often she doesn't listen to me. <laughs> and then, so I'm trying to, like, like, get away from James Franco, the serial killer in the mall. And pretty soon, I'm at, like, my aunt's house, and Jennifer Lopez is there. As usual. As usual. 
and I, and there's all of a sudden James Franco comes in the car, and she's like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, I know, and I take like, what did I say it was? It was like some sort of bomb that I made, and I threw it at him, and she's like, no, fire only makes him stronger, <laughs> and it exploded, and then he turned into like a hide behind one to go creator. And then, uh, that was the end of my dream. Thank you for the synopsis. Mm-hmm. That did sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember fire being involved in some way. Yeah, it was a great dream. Yeah. I do have a little story to tell at the okay. end of this here from the same website, Woods website. Sure. It's a ghost story. Mm. All right. So we're going to end this with a ghost story. It's called Phantoms in the Fog, the crowd of phantoms that dazed three young women. In experience, wherein phantoms presented themselves to views in prodigious numbers simultaneously is related by a young lady whose name, at her request, is withheld. The narrative being endorsed by her sister, who was with her at the time, she writes, One autumn night, my sister and myself, with our maid, (coughs) were returning from evening service in the village church. There was a thick fog. The moon was full, but it made a sort of steam in the fog instead of shining brightly. Suddenly, I saw a man at my sister's side, who had come there without making a sound. I pulled her sleeve, whispering, let the man pass. As I spoke, the man disappeared. Mm. In another moment, we were all bewildered at the sight around us. It was as if we were in a crowded street, innumerable figures surrounding us. Men, women, and children were moving briskly about, some singly, others in groups, but all without a sound. Some seemed to rise out of the grass on either side of us and come out on the other side. The women were dressed in bygone fashion with high bonnets and shawls and large flounces on their dresses. There was one very tall man who took great strides, with per- though perfectly motionless. We approached our own gate, where we should turn in, and then we had a long driveway to walk up before we could reach the house. I think that by the time we had reached the gate, all the figures had disappeared except this one tall man. He had quite a different look from any of the... Sorry, i got to change the page. <laughs> Others, more horrible altogether. As we entered our gate, to our intense relief, he passed by along the road and vanished. Of course, we were all very frightened. The maid and my sister were crying aloud. In a case like this, where the same spectral phenomena are witnessed by several persons... The value of the testimony obviously is multiplied a hundredfold, for while one individual may be a victim of hallucination, such an illusion can hardly be shared by many. What, then, is to be said to in answer to such evidence, furnished by deponents of impeachable, unimpeachable character and reputation for truthfulness, to suppose that they are combining in the manufacture of a lie is scarcely reasonable? <laughs> That's from Joseph M. Rogers from Living Cots Magazine. That was from 1907. Do you miss talking like that? Not that we spe- personally have talked you know, like that, I but... I always talk like that. <laughs> You've dumbed it down. Big words. I was like, you know what? I can't do these things. I can't handle these words that I know. Meanwhile, meanwhile I wrote in our G-chat today. I was like, me champion! <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you brought it down a little too much. Yeah. That was from Worthington, um, Advance in Worthington, Minnesota, is where that article was from. So, there That's pretty good. Yeah. Fearsome creatures. Fearsome critters. Oh. Yeah. Not creatures. I got it wrong. Critters. I'm glad you corrected me. Because critters is far better word than creatures. It's more descriptive. More descriptive. Much more fun to say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepy critters. Creepy critters. Fearsome critters. Spooky critters. 
Well, Anna, don't forget yeah. that you can follow us on Instagram. Yeah! What is our name on Instagram? Northern Frights Pod is our Instagram handle. You can give us a like and a follow and send us a story if you want in our DMs. Um, we also have an email address, northernfrights19 at gmail.com that mm-hmm. you can send us an email to to tell us your stories. Maybe we'll read them on the air someday if yeah. anybody sends us some. Yeah. You can follow us um, through podcasts sources my brain just like shut down for a good <laughs> that's <there>. okay <laughs> lots of different ones and then if you're on apple be sure to rate us yeah and that would be awesome send yeah. us a message whatever we'd love to hear from you give us a good rating if you don't want to give us a good rating please don't please don't please don't we're very sensitive people we'd accept that you don't we'd prefer <laughs> Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy it. Make it as fun as you can. We yeah. all deserve a little yeah, little fun. It's time to everybody just sit down and relax for a little bit here, hopefully. Yeah. Eat some good food, whatever that means to you. Mm-hmm. And laugh. Have a good giggle. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Okay, bye. Bye.